Welcome back, Energetic Automators, and we're here for another episode of the Energetic Automator series, of course. And today I'm with Tara Smith all the way from Australia. So firstly, thanks so much for taking the time today. Thanks, Gavin. It's great to be here. Yeah, absolutely. And I'd love to just hand it over to you straight away just to say hi to everyone quickly and also just take a few minutes to introduce yourself and tell everyone how you're working in the holistic and the spiritual space, even though we were just talking about it, give everyone kind of a context about who you are and what you do. For sure. So uh, as, as you said, I'm in Australia, I'm in Cairns, the far North Queensland. So we're in the tropics. It's absolutely beautiful here. And I've only just been here for maybe two years. Um, I'm a mindset coach and I work with kids and teens to create confidence, build their self-belief and achieve success. So that's what I do now. But my background is also in classroom teaching and I've also got a Bachelor of Science in Geophysics. So mm. I've travelled the world and different cultures and been to South Africa, absolutely loved it. Um, so I've got a lot of experience behind me, which sort of brings into that holistic kind of thing that we were talking about. Mm. So it's really important to kind of understand uh, a family, where they've come from, uh, what they do every day and how I can help them sort of improve life, you know, so life's happier. And that's my whole objective is um, to work with a family and, yeah, make life really awesome for them. And you, you just mentioned before we started recording that you've also started to shift your focus a little bit into working with the parents as well, because obviously it's a family unit. It's like mindsets of kids are influenced by their parents and vice versa in many cases. Absolutely. So as a classroom teacher, you, you did that. You had the child and anything that happened, you would then talk to the parents and then talk to psychologists and things like that. So I brought that in. Now, I've only been called myself a mindset coach for two years. So mm. this is relatively new for me to go from teaching to coaching. And I absolutely love it because I don't need all the answers. I help people find the answers. And so that that's really awesome because it builds up their confidence in themselves and it, it allows them to grow in places where they want to go. Mm. And so for parents, I've just, you know, touched with them in the last six months. And I'm coaching three parents at the moment, just with parents. They started with their teen and now it's them. Yeah. And they're like, oh, my God, I have life goals. Wow, I'd forgotten. Yeah. And this is what I'm doing now. This is what I'm creating. And it's so beautiful because their teens are going, wow, what's mum and dad doing? That's amazing. Mm. And so it's transferring from the parents even that re-energizing to the kids. And they're going, Wow. And they can have conversations with them. You know, they can have conversations about what are you thinking? What are you feeling? And just allow it to be there rather than trying to fix and, you know, be too busy. So, yeah, I love what I do right now. It's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it makes me think. I wonder, though, because obviously if you see your parents acting in a certain way, like that colours a lot of your personality. So if you have very confident parents mm -hmm. while going you're more likely going to be very confident and outgoing. It's like, oh, it's okay to speak to people. And if you see them getting excited about goals and such, and they're talking about goals and, oh, I'm dreaming about this and these are my passions, you're going to start thinking like, oh, what are my goals actually? My parents are thinking about these things. Like maybe I need to think about these things. But I wonder, like, have you found it goes the other direction quite 
strongly as well. Like if the kids start getting excited about their goals in the future, do the parents as well? Or the parents like, uh, I'm kind of past the age. I already had my goals. I've already had my life. Like, how do you have? How do you uh, you've just hit it on the head, right? That is so good. So not many teens will go, oh, wow, my parents are doing an awesome thing. No, they I never tell you that. Even my kids, like mine are 18. I've got twin girls and people are like, oh my God, they must be so good in mindset. I said, I can't even talk about it. <laughs> however, oh. however, the way I use my language is so different that I get that they, they're listening all the time. So mm. I don't expect my kids to go, oh, wow, talk about it with me, but I know they're listening. And I love how you said, do parents get excited? Yes. They get very excited because when their kids start showing results and they're like, oh, what? You only have to do this. And like I said before, mm. focus is big key, right? What you focus on grows. Now, when a parent goes, oh, what do I focus on? Wow. What if I stop focusing on those problems and focus on what they're doing? Suddenly everyone's happier. And so that's the breakthrough. It's like, well, yes, it's kind of passing it on directly from the, the kids to the parent. And the parents usually come along and go, yeah, okay, maybe. But after four weeks, when their kids have had breakthroughs, they're like, okay, mm. I need this. I need this now. Tell me what you're doing. And that's when we get the whole family on board. No, that's that's awesome. And it also requires humility from the parents to mm-hmm. kind of be open to like, oh, I can learn from my kids' experiences as opposed to like, oh, I know everything and I've already had all my experiences and et cetera, et cetera. Absolutely. And one of your questions to me before was, um, how do you like get your niche, right? And I really want to talk to that because I've had business coaches who've told me, you're not niche specific, you don't, you know, like, who are you working with? And that didn't work for me. And I struggled for four years, right? Hmm. I'm like, what is this? What am I doing wrong? What, What am I not getting? I don't get it. And then when I had a coach, she said, well, it's about what you do and the results you get. I'm like, Mm. yes. And so when I figured that out, what do I do? Well, I teach confidence. I build self-belief. What do I get? I get results. I get success. Now, my kids, they might be like sporting results, sporting success. Some are academic. Some just want to feel good about themselves and have like, you know, self-acceptance, especially teens, self-acceptance. Self-love is coming up in parents. And so I stepped up and, you know, got training as a, for parent coaches and recently. And so now I'm doing that, but it's the same thing. They want the same thing. So mm. my niche is what do I do and what my results are? The who is like, okay, who wants it? And I love that because I attract the right people. You know, I just get those people who go, yeah, I get, I want that and I want the results. So I love that you asked me that question before because I just wanted to let everyone know sometimes when someone's trying to tell you you need to do this niche, sometimes it's about mm. what and the results you get, not about the who. Mm. I mean, so how did you, it sounds like you have been working a lot with kids specifically and then, like mm-hmm. you say, bringing in the parents now. How did you kind of start coming to that? Is it just the people you enjoy working with at the moment or is it, is that, you just found yeah I love how you ask that question it's so good because I I was like doing an online tutoring so I went from classroom teaching online tutoring and and Mm. I'm really good at what I do right in that academic stuff I'm really good at it but I got these two kids they were nine years old these boys one was struggling in spelling one in writing I'm like god what is going on 
So I changed the program and got similar results, not doing it. Then I started talking and changing my language, like my mindset stuff, stuff that I'd been doing for myself, not for kids, mm. started coming in and I noticed, wow, what a change. Then I thought, okay, I need a course. I need to, I need to actually teach this explicitly. One boy signed up, one didn't. And I tell you what, within three months, well, it was really only five weeks, right? But within that three months, one boy went from, and no learning, no academic learning, went from here to like, whoa, the other one, slight results, that's it. And I went, right, that's it. I'm doing mindset coaching. That's my, that's the thing that changes everything. And so that's like a snowball effect now. That's why mm. I decided to do it because I got the results without really focusing on just learning. Yeah. Mm. That's also a testament to, to you because you kind of saw the opportunity and you're like, ah, this could be something. I know it works for me. And you just kind of put it out there. You just made the offer. you like, hey, I want to try this. I think it will help you if you want to try it. Absolutely. And, you know, you said to me in the questionnaire about um, how do you put, like, how do you get um, more clients, say, so to speak? How would you attract more clients? And yeah. my thing is free. So I've offered, every time I want to step up the game, I have uh, I offer it for free to someone or a yeah. couple and then I work it all out and then it's like wow awesome then I go right this is what I'm doing now so that's what I do with my parents and they've stayed on with me they're like okay I'm signing up now you know so it was free for a little while and then it's like no I'm signing up so I would just say offer it for free practice and then mm. when you're ready to go a you've got testimonials b you know what results you've got and c it's just like yeah these are the people I love to work with and then you've got it. It sounds like it also takes the pressure off your shoulders because you're like, I'm still just kind of like feeling out to work in this yeah. process out. It's like, okay, cool, mm -hmm. but no one's paying me. I can kind of just relax a bit about it. Oh, absolutely. And because, so I teach confidence, right? <laughs> confidence is certainty of what you're doing. Yeah. If you don't have certainty in what you're doing, you're not going to get the results. And I've just stepped into teen coaching like fully, like in my mindset, right? I'm a teen coach and teens are really different from kids. And so it's hard to challenge teens. You don't want to challenge them because they don't like it. But there's certain things you can call out them, you know, on their behavior. Hey, um, I just recently had a teen, she's what, uh, 12, 14, and she missed two sessions. And I went, hey, what's going on? Mum didn't know. And so I'm like, okay, I need to call this out. You know, yeah. let me coach her through. Why didn't you turn up? What's going on? And it was so beautiful because she really opened up and said, well, actually, I'm going through bullying at school and this, that and the other. Nothing to do with me. And I kind of said, why didn't you come and talk to me? She goes, because you would have asked me. You would have known. Mm. I said, oh, that's so cool. So, yeah, you can call out things um, and, and take that pressure off others as well. I think that's the... That's the thing. When you're comfortable and certain in what you're doing, you just know what to say and know what the right thing to do is. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like also your years of experience in schools have also helped massively, like knowing how to deal with conflict between kids and bring up topics they probably don't want to be talking about, things like that. Absolutely. And I think that's why your journey, like your personal journey, mm. is really your key to where you're going, you know, is to your key to your coaching, because they're the people that will be attracted to you as if you've shared something about your journey. They go, oh, man, yeah, that really attracts me. That's why I love about 
clients mm-hmm. is attracting those because they they attach themselves to your journey, your story, not necessarily you know what your offer is. Yeah, yeah, but that's also what makes it unique because we are mm-hmm. we we've all had the series of completely personalized experiences even if two people did the exact same thing we have different interpretations of it as well and that's what makes it unique it's our own spin like i it clicked for me quite recently in that it's like most business coaches let's be real are basically teaching all the same thing but they all teach it in their certain word in mm-hmm. their certain language in they like you said connected to their own story in a different way and for each person that connects with other people in a different way. Like maybe I connect better with their backstory and my friend connects better with the other person's story, but it's just kind of what clicks for you. Absolutely. I love that because that's what attracts you to coaches is their story. Mm. And my last um, mindset coach, he said, you'll outgrow me in one year, Tara, you'll outgrow me. Um, and then you'll move on. And I'm like, oh, really? Wow, I love what you're doing. <laughs> you know? And he he's right. Like in, in 11 months, I'm like, okay, that's it. And now I have a new mindset coach. And But it's like, it's so amazing because what you get from those people is what you get. And then you move on. And it's like, yeah. oh, they, they're doing it differently. And I think also it's what level you're up to. When you're ready to step up game to that next level, whatever that is, You'll, you'll see someone else and go, right, they, that's what I need. And mm. then that, then once you get that, it's like, okay. And then that, that's what I need. So it's kind of like you still like that growth. You need to grow and then you'll attract those, you know, coaches that you need that will give you that. Yeah. No, it's also interesting because um, I, I think that also takes pressure off people's shoulders if they want to teach other people's stuff. Cause it's like, you don't need mm-hmm. to know everything you don't need to be an expert or anything but it's like if you've gone from say um never speaking in public and you've done three presentations now and you had like very powerful and strong um what's the word like stage fright yeah maybe you're not on a tedx stage or you haven't presented in front of three thousand people but Mm -hmm. you can still teach other people what did you do to go from zero speaking Mm -hmm. to doing three engagements it's like as long as you're honest with your experience and you've worked through it it's like you can still teach people in any space it's like absolutely i love how you said that i love that because i think a lot of us are scared we need the answers and with my last mindset coach he was so good he said a coach doesn't need the answers they just need to be able to get you to get the answers for yourself and hold you hold you to account and like kind of build you up so you can take the next steps and that's what I love so it's so different because I combine teaching and coaching so I do a bit of teaching and then I do coaching but it's they're so different but I've had my um, business coaches and they're not coaches they want to give you answers but that's what I said I got frustrated because they're not really answers for me so now I really look for someone who says hey what's that how's this landing on you and what are you struggling with? What are you frustrated with? Let's look at that rather than how come you haven't done what I told you? Yeah. Oh, so for you and your teaching, are you are you given in your sessions, is it less like, okay, you need to go do this, this, this until we talk again? And is it more like you're teaching frameworks they can use when certain situations come up and things like that mm. to help them work through it themselves? 
Great questions. I love your questions. They're so interesting. So um, because I do the magnetic mind method, it's more about um, like what are you stuck on? So what are you creating? Where do you want to go? So let's say uh, one of my kids, she wants to get a C in maths. She's been failing, right? What do you want to get a C in maths? Okay, let's have a look. What about maths? Oh, I hate maths. I don't want to do maths. So, you know, so we look at beliefs and thoughts and things like that. Okay, what can we change? And so we change like beliefs. So I'm no good at maths. Well, why? Because for seven years, she's been told she's no good at maths. You know, <laughs> she's been failing for so long that she doesn't know there's any difference. So I change, we change the mindset first and then suddenly results start coming in. And then she's now stepped up. And we've been together seven months. She's just stepped up and doing homework by herself. So I just check in now. Like I was doing homework with her and now I'm just like, no, now you can do it. And I get text messages. Hey, Tara, I've just finished algebra, blah, blah, blah. Good, well done, awesome. She's getting results. So she's starting to believe herself. She's getting results in the classroom, which is mm. so awesome. And so that for me is like, okay, now to get the C, what else do you need to do? So we have like one action a week and they pick it. So I said, all the things you could do this week and what's one action you're going to take. Mm. And it's so good because I can help with the brainstorming but then they need to pick the action they're taking. And then on the next week, I just come back. So how'd you go? And if they're stuck on it, it's like, okay, look, look underneath that with the beliefs and your thoughts and your feelings again and figure out what's in the way. Yeah. And it's also by getting them to pick it's they've got the emotional investments essentially. And so good for teens because teens don't want to be told what to do at all. Mm. Like, you know, even if you suggest something, <laughs> It's like, yeah. don't do that. You just kind of go, what could you do? And there's all these things. And they usually say, I don't know. And that's yeah. where I love it because I'm like, cool, I'll just list it for you. And then I say, so what's your choice? Yeah, and then they'll do it. Using that reverse psychology, I love it. <laughs> yeah, because I understand. It's like your clients, right? Because you understand their stuck points or their resistance, you kind of play into that. So you, yeah. you know what to say and what to do. And I love how you, you're talking about, you know, the spiritual holistic thing because that really comes into it. If I wasn't, if I wasn't um, intuitive, I would be terrible because mm. I would just be going, this is the black and white thing. Well, I have so much grey, it's not funny because it depends um, on what we're doing. So last night I cut the, the session short and we just had a chat for like 10 minutes because I could see my student just needed to have a chat and relax. You didn't need to do any stuff. So intuition is huge, I reckon, in coaching. Yeah, I mean, also when you, like you said, you're dealing with psychology and how we make this. Yeah, it's, it's there's so much to it. It's like if you don't, mm. most of the time, you're probably just going to be like bashing against a, a wall, basically. Yeah, and I think as a coach too, you've got to realise that people just are not doing um, not not doing something on purpose, right? They're not the behavior is not like oh I just chose that. There's some unconscious thing coming that that prevents them from doing it. So it's like not a blame thing. It's kind of mm. like oh what happened? Oh or life happens. You know it's like oh that's okay. Stuff happens, and I think that's the great thing about coaching is you're just taking it week to week and seeing what happens, and you're with that person as I said, holistically. So you don't just say, oh, my God, you didn't do what you said. You say, oh, so what happened this week? And then they just mm. go, oh, that's what I love is having those conversations so you can kind of choose what you're going to, you know, work on, so to speak. 
Yeah, it's quite funny because it reminds me of when I did some quite recent coaching. Like I'm very details orientated. That's just kind of how my brain up until mm-hmm. now has processed. Like I like details, I like structure, things like that. And I would ask my coach, give me like, okay, tell me what I need to do for next mm-hmm. week. Like give me an assignment because that helps me. But then from that week to the next week, if I maybe didn't do it or I did do it, he had forgotten that we'd even done it because he just doesn't think that way. He's like, what? The? I was like, oh, did we have things from last week to follow up on? It's like, that's just not how his oh, brain wow. works. Yeah, and I think that's interesting too because I was having a conversation with one of my other teams and he's, I need to know everything, Tara, before I give you an answer. Mm. So I'd, I said to him, because we're doing a social experiment, you know, uh, do you want to come to this party? Um, because I was looking at his social interactions and he said, well, where is it? And I'm like, okay, this is just imaginative. And I go, where would you like it to be? And he goes, well, is there a couch there? And I'm like, oh my God. So we had to <laughs> unpack yeah. all of this pretend stuff so yeah. that his brain could say a yes or no. And this is what I do, but I love it because it's like, wow, I get to see the inside of someone's, you know, how they work. Whereas some other kid go, where is it? Oh, it's there. No worries, I'm there. You know, they don't need to know. So I love that about differences with the people you work with. Um, mm. It's so exciting. That's right. I'm really curious about the, the kid in the couch. Like, why is the couch so important? But Okay, yeah, right. And it was. And I said to him, so it was fantastic, okay, because I said, all right, there's a couch there and there's going to be people coming and sitting on the couch with you to talk to you. And he, and he goes, but I don't like that. And I said, why is that? He goes, but they're sitting on the couch. And I'm like, yeah, but you have to share. If you're in a social situation, you have to share. Like, this is part of the journey. So I could mm. see already he doesn't like people being in his space, right? Mm. Uh, he has a big space thing. Other kids is like, yeah, whatever, fit 15. But for him, space is a big thing. So we can work on, right, what do you do when you go out where you can have space and you don't feel overwhelmed? Because overwhelm's a big thing for him. But it was interesting because then he, we kind of play acted who would you accept on the couch and who you wouldn't. Mm. Really, really great. Um, I love that. And his mum was sitting there going, oh, my God, like this is incredible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I also like my personal space, but I've, I've never thought about it in that, <laughs> that level before. <laughs> um, so one thing I'd love to like dive into kind of as our last few topics is so you were in teaching for a long, long time. You've traveled as well, kind of as part of your teaching, it sounds like, mm-hmm. in your studies. So how long ago kind of did you unofficially get into what you're doing now? Because you said you only officially took it on about a year ago, right? Yeah, two years I've called myself a mindset coach, right? That's just like I'm officially that. I've put myself out there as that. So I got really sick. I get really sick. I look back now and I get like I had chronic fatigue um, when I and that's why I had to leave classroom teaching. Otherwise, like that was my dream job. And I was so, yeah, and I was like so um, devastated to have to leave. But I found out that I was just putting too much in. I was just having to give, give, give. Now, that's a core wound of mine, which I've uncovered. I'm like, oh, that makes so much sense which is why I look at kids' core wounds because everyone's different. And it's, I love looking at it because it explains so much behaviour. It's, it's unbelievable. Well, what's a so core wound? Track. Oh, so like um, you were saying before, if, they, if you have confident parents, you're probably confident. And 
a lot of people think that, but we all go through different experiences. Um, let's say when you're four, between four and seven mm-hmm. is when you get a self-conscious brain because you start thinking, wow, I'm not the parent. Oh, I'm a different person. So yeah. your self-conscious brain starts to form. And that's when you can, um, they, so if their needs aren't met, then they start making up beliefs about themselves. So I'm not good enough. I'm not capable. Um, I'm not worthy. I'm not significant. I'm not perfect. I don't belong. So they're like the basic core wounds. And then we just keep replaying them our life. Mm. So the I don't belong person, right? They're the kid on the bench at school. No one feeling like they're just left out, right? Always, even if people including them, they just go, oh, no, I just don't belong here. I'm different. And then all through their life, it's like they join clubs and then they feel like, no, these are not my people. They make their own club and then they go, no, these are not my people. Mm. It's that core wound thing that just keeps repeating. So mine was um, not good enough, right? Always had to be better, do better. And even if I did it, it it's like, oh, that wasn't good enough or what's next, Mm. you know? So (laughs) for me, that's that's um, something I've uncovered. And so now I do self-care because, you know, the opposite of doing too much is self-care. So Mm. get back to your question. Sorry. I left classroom teaching, which was my absolute dream job because I got sick because I was just overworking. And um, I had kids at the time who needed to go to hospital uh, two or three times a week. So we we were just going through a pretty rough period. Mm. And then I said, okay, well, you know, if I'm not doing teaching, what am I doing? So I started tutoring. And then because we moved, um, we I had to go online. So I had to teach myself online app stuff. And I was so afraid. Yeah. And that's where the mindset came in. And then, yeah, as I said, that mindset stuff with the kids just worked like unbelievable. So I went, right, that's what I'm doing. So that's kind of the transition. No, it's um, obviously it's unfortunate that that was kind of the the circumstance that you kind of left your dream job because you were having this experience. But that seems to be a, a running thread with a lot of people. Some people have got into their new passions now because they had maybe lost their job when kind of everything started shutting mm-hmm. down or was something else happened, like um, someone close to them passed away or they obviously have been the happiest stories of, oh, they just knew that they was doing, they felt they needed to make the change and they just kind of took the jump. But it's, I think it's kind of inspiring that there have been so many of the stories that it was like, yeah, I kind of went through something bad that I didn't want to and it forced me to change. But then- I think you're so right. They ended up in something they were just as passionate about or even more passionate mm-hmm. about. So I think that gives a lot of hope. I think that's the human journey almost. Do you know what I mean? Like some of our biggest lessons give us the biggest joy in the end when we overcome them. And I think without that, like without those, um, you don't want to have too much pain, but even pain gives you a lesson. You know, it's like teaching you something. And I think without that, it'd be boring, wouldn't it? You know, life would not be very interesting. So I think once you come out of it, and I think that's the good thing, when you come out of it, you can look back and just go, wow, I'm so grateful. So that's why I'm grateful for that. I am so grateful because I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now because in the classroom, I wasn't allowed to do this. I did it naturally. I didn't know, but I love what I do now because I just make a difference to those kids who absolutely need it. So yeah, it's, 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 it is, I'm so grateful that it actually happened. 
Yeah, it's it's also that reframing of like probably at the time you were disappointed and quite <laughs> sad and frustrated, but like now you're like, oh wow, I'm actually grateful it happened. Mm-hmm. It's uh, I've had that same kind of flipping of thoughts about it with quite a few things in my past of like I was a bit embarrassed or I really didn't I wasn't happy about the experience, but I'm like, I'm literally who I am because of all those things that happened. So I can only think of it in a more positive way or more grateful way that uh, it sucks, but it had to happen for me to be who I am now. Absolutely. I love that. And so kids and teens need to hear that too, that what you're going through now is teaching you something and, and actually it's building resilience. And so my kids who they went through five years of um, treatment with back braces from here to here for their scoliosis and that was something they needed to get through and luckily I I have twins and they both needed it thank goodness you know Um, because it would have been really hard if one did and one didn't and life changed for us completely but we look back and go oh my goodness because the girls were about 11 12 going into teens and it brought us together so even Mm. that you know for them it's a great thing but for us as parents we're like so grateful because we had to be together as a family and rely on each other to get through that yeah I, I had friend a friend growing up who also had scoliosis and yeah it's interesting if you think about it now it's like if someone had told me like oh when I was going through something like in 10 years time you're going to be a different person because of this it could be good it could yes. be bad but it depends how you kind of take it but I wonder if that even just that knowledge and that understanding mm-hmm. would have changed how I felt about the situations. I think so, because like you said, your brain needs details, right? So for yeah. some other people, they don't, they don't, they wouldn't need to hear that. They would probably rather just hear, you know what, this is hard now, but you're going to feel okay when this is over. You know, you're going to have that. Mm. And like your brain needs to know those little details of like, well, this is this. And when you're doing this, this will be like this. And your brain will go, oh, that is fantastic. Awesome. So now I can just knuckle down and do what I need to do to get through it. Mm, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. I, w- I really did wish I had, uh, I keep <laughs> on thinking, like it would be so cool if schools introduced more of this type of stuff and had like more focus on, uh, even if it was just meditation or mindset work or whatever, oh, really? but it would be such a different environment, mm. which for the better. We, um, absolutely. When I was in classroom teaching, I brought mind, uh, the mindfulness in totally changed my whole teaching because I was able to use music to change moods of the kids it was mm. so fascinating and that's my dream right bring this into the classroom because every kid needs it and educators I tell you what they'd be getting so much more out of their kids if they focused on this for like 10 minutes in the morning and did a mindset routine wow you would just like it's a mind-blowing you know so thank you for hitting my dream that's one <laughs> <laughs> uh one last thing i'd love to, to ask you as we wrap up is so mm. you've started to focus more on like families as a unit as a whole bringing in the parents like what what's next like where do you kind of want to go with uh, take this in the next kind of six months a year or so yeah great question um so i i do want to take it into schools because i know what it can do right mm. i know um families Yes, I still want to work with my one-on-one kind of families and do that. But, yeah, I'm looking bigger picture. I'd love to, like, say, beam me into a classroom and do a mindset chant and a mindset routine, you know, just to get the classroom going for 10 minutes 
and just lead teachers through that what what can actually happen um, mm. so quickly because it only takes like three to four weeks of practicing something and that's just with me like doing half an hour a week to get a breakthrough if you do this for one week 10 minutes you know it just changes kids and then that way it gives them an opportunity to understand what's underneath behavior because teaching classroom teaching is all about behavior management right so if we can understand it from a different point of view like instead of like fixing behavior it's like okay what's underneath it and getting resources to get that help you know what's underneath this behavior yeah i know that's um like having teachers know that skill set of yeah. being able to uh, include it in their classes would be be awesome be so yeah so that's my big dream right that we that we do do this in schools and and the good thing is as I said mm. it's so quick it's not hard you know it's like not something you know they have to go and make resources because I know how overworked they are they don't mm. need to make resources it's more just like what language am I using so a big thing that my parents have just found out oh wow am I using fear-based language or am I using reward-based language? Mm. And it's like, wow, I didn't even know I was using fear-based. Hey, I did it too. That's why I teach it, right? Because I didn't realise what I was doing. Now, some kids react to fear, but it then gives them stress and anxiety. So we yeah. always want to go, okay, what's my reward for doing what I want? And that way, everyone's anxiety level just goes, oh. So just your language is just changing. Mm. Yeah, it's like speaking to people in the way they need to be spoken to. Totally. Yeah. And so yeah. I mean, I, I obviously just want to thank you so much for your for your time today. It's been it's been a lot of fun hearing about your journey. And like I said, I think a journey like yours can give people a lot of hope and kind of interesting perspectives. So and I just want to thank you for your time. Thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. And if people want to reach out to you and hear more about the work you're doing or work with you, or maybe mm. they're part of a school and they want to bring some more of this stuff in, what's the best way for people to reach out to you and contact you? Yeah, so I, I'm doing it all through Facebook now. I'm just doing it off my profile. So Tara Smith and I've got a pink background with wings. Everyone likes that. And then I've just formed a, a parent group so I can have more discussions with parents and serve them in that. And so I've just called that self-confidence for parents and teens. And that's how I'm just doing it, just doing it little bit by little bit. And it's for educators as well. Yeah. Beautiful. And we'll obviously include uh, as many links as we can so it's easy for people to get to. But thank you very much for coming on the no series worries. today. Thanks, Gavin. I appreciate your time. I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Automator series as much as I enjoyed having it. And there are two things I want you to do now. I want you firstly to follow me on YouTube, get that subscription in because you're going to see all the new episodes popping up in that case and you can stay on top of the series. And the second thing is I want you to reach out to me. If uh, anything we discussed on the episode today resonated with you in regards to potentially taking a jump into an online spiritual coaching business or you really have a business and you're wanting to grow that out and you're feeling like you could be impacting a lot more lives, but you don't quite have the time right now, you don't quite have the freedom you wanted, and you don't quite have those systems in place, I want you to reach out to me. It's a no pressure, no strings attached. Send me a message on Facebook, LinkedIn, email, whatever you prefer, and we can just have a conversation and a bit of a back and forth in regards to where you're at, what you're looking for, and how I might be able to help you impact more lives with what you're doing.